0: Welcome to another edition of Observing Consciousness. Today we're, uh, we're here with a dear friend of ours, Esperanza. Um, we're gonna be talking Day of the Dead. I think there's a lot of misconception that goes into the, to the holiday, what it's about, what it represents. I know for myself personally, when I, uh, when I first heard of Day of the Dead, I was pretty young and it seemed like a Halloween holiday to me. I didn't know what the association was. I was very, you know, I was pretty blind to a lot of these, a lot of the different like mm-hmm. spiritualities, different beliefs and stuff like that. I just had kind of my way of thinking. Um, so today we're going to, this is, I think this is probably more for my benefit than anybody else's because I'm the one that probably knows the least about Day of the Dead. So I have lots of questions, but that's what today is going to be about is uh, is Day of the Dead and getting into that, uh, that holiday and the celebration of life. And uh, I thought it was Fascinating that we coincided it with like the Halloween month. So. And
1: Esperanza is going to show us how to create an altar so mm-hmm. that all of our friends out there watching or listening can maybe create their own altar if they feel so called to do so. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, I believe uh, Lithia is going to pull a card for us today. Let's we'll do some tarot. We'll Look, the
0: Let's see how the Crow Tarot treats us today. Love that
1: Crow Tarot. Yeah.
0: Last week when the Godfrey was on. She pulled a card, and she's like, "I'm not sure if I resonate with that card." And then she pulled, she reshuffled it, and pulled the card. Same card. It was
1: like, "No, you're not. You're getting
2: that card." That's happened no, to me, bitch. Oh yeah, it happens quite.
1: Yeah.
2: It's you think that's bad. going away? Yeah. Like, no, you need to. know. It's
3: not uh-huh. going away. Uh uh-huh.
2: That's not going away. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I got the, the star. Right.
3: Ooh. Um, in
2: the crow tarot, it's saying wishes, happiness, astronomy, and optimism. The air element. Bathing in the crystal clear night sky, the crow allows the water to wash over her wings and cleanse away the negativity of the past. On a branch, a songbird serenades the crow and harkens a time of newfound optimism. The star card brings the gift of hope and a message that any problematic time in your life will soon be over. And the place you find yourself will be of love and stability. You will feel a profound transformation, one that connects spiritually and as a result can lead to a lifetime change. Well, maybe that was just for me. <laughs> I think that was for all of us. She, you're the <laughs> one pulling it,
0: and it's, uh, this is, yeah, we thought this is a group turn? No. Yeah. So Esperanza, tell us a little bit about Day of the Dead, what got you into this, what these different uh, trinkets and these different uh, medallions, what they represent to you, and, and how we get into this.
3: Well, it start, for me, it started, uh, my sister had passed away, and we had a rough relationship and uh, years passed years passed and she started visiting me in my dreams mm-hmm. uh a lot and what i was seeing and i talked to my cousin who's a dream interpreter. she does dream interpretation mm-hmm. and she's like your sister really needs your help she said you love day of the dead well i love the art i didn't really know anything about day of the dead and so she said um you need to honor your sister. She's asking you for help. Mm-hmm. So that's where my journey began. And uh, what was your
0: what did your your sister need help with? If you don't mind me asking.
3: I uh, crossing. Okay. You know
0: she was so she's kind of stuck where she was at. Yes. She, how long has she been? Uh, had she been dead when this when this came to you and she you started t- seeing her in your dreams and stuff like that? She
3: passed away in 1998, and it was like 2006. Mm. Okay, when? so
0: she so she's been stuck where she was at for in our time the way we think we perceive time for a while. Who knows how it's perceived wherever she's at. But yeah, she's right. wherever she's at. She was stuck and needed help. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so so yeah, Dawson. And the, the dreams personal. themselves
3: were just amazing. Anyhow, oh, um,
0: let's let <laughs> tell me about the <laughs> dream.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one one dream was I was taken. Now I don't remember everything about the dream, but I was taken to a room. I mean, there was a door and she was sitting in a chair alone in this blank room and I was told she needs her help. And I went to her and she was bald and I saw things moving in her head and I popped it and a big worm came out and I was covering it like, oh, you know, I don't want to freak her out. And then suddenly I popped into a house. It felt like it was like in the marshes and you know Louisiana and this Mm -hmm. elderly man who could barely walk he was so old he was like walking through the house with me and handing me things for my journey Mm -hmm. wow and and then I realized oh my sister needs us too my my older sister so in my dream I called her and I took her to that man and the man did the same thing for her So that's all I remember from that dream. The other one was, um, we would call that a helper, a helper spirit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The other dream was, um, she was moving into my house, and I was showing her the basement. And I said, but just so you know, the girl who used to live here killed herself. Mm. And she looked at me, she goes, I'm okay with that. And she moved into my basement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just so it was...
0: So the, the relationship was was not a great relationship. Is that what you said before? And so you moved your sister into your basement, which is at the very bottom of anything in life for you, right? It's like you, you put your sister at the bottom of life. You're like, yeah, that's, I'll, I'll let you, there move, you, I'll you, let you move, move in because you're <laughs> my sister. But this is, this is where I'm putting you. Right. Interesting, interesting.
3: So when I started the journey, I started looking into it. And do you remember tribe.net? anybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's out there it Was a the social media and i belong to a day of the dead group and it was the people in tucson arizona and they invited me th- to come out and be a part of that event and uh, so in 2007 was the first time i went
2: was that fairly like near the beginning of when they started doing that because i've heard it's it's crazy it's changed a hundred thousand people been, yeah wow. yeah
3: that's why i quit going it's it's a lot yeah but um so my friend i had a friend that went with me and we both worked on our ofrendas but it was one that you carry this one wasn't one that you just set up so you're carrying it in the procession uh this procession is the largest in the u.s it's just become an amazing event and anybody can join in it doesn't cost any money and so we Uh, We joined the procession, we were part of it, and I was so inspired by everything, and and all the ideas, and all the people I met, and just everything I saw, that I was like, okay, this is... So, let me ask you this.
0: What does Day of the Dead represent? Like, what is is it about? Like, kind of cutting to the chase, because right right now, I'm not really, like, I know what it's about, because I've done a little bit of research, but at this point, I have no idea, like, what are we talking about? What is this? Well, Day of the
3: Dead, you're celebrating the life. You're celebrating the life of the person. You're remembering all the good memories. It's not about mourning. It's not about, you know, remembering how they died or anything like that. It's pretty much, um, you're celebrating, you're putting all their favorite things on the altar. This altar um, is for my dog who passed away last year and she loved apples. There's an apple here. Um, I could not eat an apple. I had to go hide to eat an apple, yeah. <laughs> and with the ball that I have there, she, like, she was an expert at catching the ball. We play, I play handball, and she'd catch it. You know, so we had a lot of fun. And um, this uh, toy, of course, you know, their toys. Uh, that was her toy, and um, what this represents here is, you know, you're offering them food and water and their favorite uh foods which this can be as like what do you call it as festive as huge as you want it to be or it could be as simple as you want it to be there's no wrong it's so is
0: this something that you would set up in your house and you'd leave out for for a period of time does this always stay out does it and do you have so this is this is for your dog Um,
3: this is for my dog i'm honoring my dog and the whole premise is you get to talk about, you know, all the fun memories, mm-hmm. and you're remembering fondly, and that's what helps you heal, helps you get through it, and when I did the All Souls Procession, and I did it for my sister, I also did an event here in Vegas, which was, it was all new, Day of the Dead, and people just thought I was weird, mm-hmm. they thought I was gothy, <laughs> and, and I'm like, no, no, I have a lot to teach you, <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. I lost my train of thought.
0: Well, we were talking about the altar and where it was so, what it was, how many, uh, that was actually one of the questions I had was, so do you have multiple altars at your house at one time? Or you, you could, have, you
3: could, you could have an altar that's honoring, you know, is, it could be a plane crash that you're, you're doing this for. You, you could do pandemic, you can do Maui, you know, it, it would just represent your altar of what, who and what you're honoring. That loved one you want to honor or whatever. Um. The timing
1: wise what makes the time of November 1st the special more the special time of honor. That's because the Catholic Is there, Church.
0: There's certain holidays that oh. it runs that it runs. So there are certain dates that this gets celebrated. It's not just that as you need to celebrate. Well it's celebrate. a very ancient. All Saints
3: Day. right? It's a very ancient holiday. Mm. Okay. Like from what I hear. I'm not an expert at this but it's okay. like 3,000 years old. The okay. Aztecs you know it was an indigenous holiday. And,
0: uh, and when's working. it run from? It? it starts when?
3: Well, when it was celebrated indigenously, it was like a whole month. It was a, it was a season. It wasn't mm. just a day. And so when the Catholic Church came in, tried to do away with it, it couldn't. So things got transformed and the days got set as all souls and all uh, saints. Okay. And uh, one day they celebrate the little angels and the next day they celebrate the adults. Okay, okay. So you can be traditional if you want. I'm not traditional mm-hmm. because I do what works for me. And when I shared this, I used to set up altars at the school where I used to work. And I brought the kids, I involved the kids and I also involved them with what happens at um, the All Souls procession. They all, what I had set up before, is this was for the kids and as you can see they get to write a message for anyone who inspired them in life Oh, I love that! and the messages you know I made up these little papers for them to write their messages they put them in a box and then we at first we did a little ceremony at the school where I burned all the messages mm-hmm. but then when I started going to Tucson then I took pictures of the journey of the messages and so they all got to see you know how everything got
1: That sounds incredibly healing for a child, especially Oh yeah. as a way to honor mm-hmm. somebody that has crossed over for them to, you know, pro- help them process something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah.
0: Um, so what was the, how did this end up? We started out with talking about your sister <laughs> and, and the altar that you made for your sister and how did, so how did that help you process what was going on and how did that help your sister with, with what she was going through?
3: Well, um, okay. So back to that, Um, when I did another event where I I was in charge of everything, the decor and everything, um, I was sitting getting my makeup done, and a guy that I'd never seen before came up to me Mm. and said, your sister wants you to know that she appreciates everything you've done for her, (laughs) (laughs) and she also wants to tell you not to work so hard anymore, and I just kind of stood there like, okay, you know? And I saw him later and I said, thank you for the message. And he looked at me like, he didn't know what I was talking he about. about. He was channeling. And that night there was a guy dressed in traditional Mexican, like day of the dead. And he was wearing a wig and a mask. Yeah, cause his face wasn't painted. And I danced, you know, because we're all dancing. And I danced with him. And I was like, I kept asking him, who are you? You know, and he wouldn't tell me who he was or anything. He never took the makeup off. He never took anything off. He never told me who he was. And that night, I'm like, who did I dance with that night? You know, it was such a trip. Wow. It sounds
1: like through the dream, you know, you were helping your sister, but also she was helping you to find this. And it brought us closer together. I feel like this is a healing art form, Mm -hmm. creating these altars. Big time. Which I really want you to go into telling us more specifically about creating an altar and and
3: ideas about what to place on the altar. Well, the arch represents the passage between life and death. So every altar has some form of, you know, of arch. It could be made of anything you want. You know, personalize it. This arch I made from uh, some branches that fell in my backyard. The tree just happened to have thorns
0: <laughs> You got So you put some flowers in the arch. You got put a picture a, of Lyra. Okay? Lyra. That's the name of your doggy.
3: And my, my little dog thing up here. Okay. Now the butterflies, they represent um, the souls of the dead. And in Mexico, when the monarchs return, uh, they return around the time of Day of the Dead, and so as you're seeing the celebrations, you're seeing the monarchs coming in, and they see them as these are the souls wow. of the dead, and so they are That's part cool. of the symbols. Kind mm. of
2: interesting, cause monarchs don't they only live for like
0: 48 hours or something i don't know like crazy like, <laughs> i don't do I mean, no know that's why they're out. so good at dying that's why they're so <laughs> Poof
2: up here real quick wow, wow that would make a lot of and
3: shit. might have to google that <laughs> this represents Back this represents <laughs> the element of air the flags mm, and, okay. and how fragile life is um the sugar skull which i made this one that's um cool. Yeah, and I usually like to facilitate, you know, get together. The, the,
0: the sugar skull, like actually made of sugar? Yes. Okay. And Yeah, that's interesting. Okay.
3: And uh, what they do with the sugar skulls, they represent the person. And that comes goes back to the Aztec tradition, you know. Be- normally, you'd have, like, the person's name the, on there or something.
0: The Aztecs didn't realize sugar was the root of Well, the it root wasn't, root.
3: but it wasn't, <laughs> it, they didn't do it from sugar, they did. It was something else, and I'm not an expert at that, so I can't even uh, tell you.
0: So modern industri- industrialism is what did this. It's like, oh no, use sugar, it's the best thing ever. Eight tastes more addictive than cocaine. So the
3: sugar skulls are placed on the grape sites, and they just slowly, you know, just disintegrate, and they're there for the bees and the ants, and you know, that's how they, they just put them on the grape sites. I like it. And uh, the copal, uh, which is what I'm burning here, which is, where's my, hmm, I'm always losing things.
1: Uh, oh, that's a nice piece of copal. Right? On top of a charcoal. Whoops. Just a hard there piece of copal. Okay, the
3: copal is tree resin mm-hmm. that's traditionally burned to send the prayers and to keep the space you know keep away the negativity Mm -hmm. the salt is also on the altar to keep away the bad spirits because this is a time that the veil between the worlds is the thinnest so and the water and the food represent I'm I'm here and and I've got stuff for you and I'm looking forward to spending time with you you know and I would probably sit here and eat the apple and think about her Mm. and uh, so and the so is this something that you would
0: like, you'd meditate in front of this? Or do you just, is it just when you're passing by? You can drink, on, you can smoke, you drinks? can do whatever. You
3: you know, there's also people, like for example, my dad, I, I put a bottle of tequila there's on so his. And I, I took shots, you know. Mm. So
0: there's no really wrong way to do this. It's just no. intent. You know, you're, you're, the intent is to, to memorialize somebody, remember them fondly, spend some more time thinking about them so they don't disappear from your memories.
3: Exactly. What is remembered never dies. And... And I didn't set up any, like, tablecloths on this altar because I want people to know that it's not about the table. Oh, so normally
0: there the would be a tablecloth down? Is that, is that, like, part, normally, of, part of the tradition? Normally, you can
3: go seriously fancy tablecloth. Uh, traditionally, you, could, you do seven layers. Oh, You wow. know, and the highest layers are for the, you know, the person. And there's a lot of things that you can do. And traditionally... And, or you can just adopt what works for you. And what I did with the kids is, yes, these are traditions, uh, Mexican traditions, but it doesn't mean that we can't make them our own. And that's how I worked with the children. And uh, there was one kid in particular who, the classes they used to go and, um, you know, bring the kids to the ofrenda. And then I talked to the kids. and about the ofrenda and one little boy, he was just really missing his grandpa. Mm. And he just kept saying, my grandpa loved blue roses. He loved blue roses. And I was like, all right, all right, you know. And so, you know, when it was time to take everything down, on the altar, there was a blue rose. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, i <I'm> never <laughs> tired. i
1: never tired of hearing these kind of stories. I, like, I have all kinds. I act yeah. like wow, but it's like it. It feels like that every single yeah. time I hear one of these magical stories. Yeah, and stories.
3: I, I pulled in out of class and said, "Here you go."
1: <laughs> that is so beautiful. That is the magic that that is all around every,
0: us. That... there's
3: always a story. Wow. Yeah.
0: So it brought your it helped you bring closure to your to your sister passing it helped you bring you closer to your sister did you, you feel like it helped you heal the, the the relationship it did
3: big time because it was funny because all of a sudden I started craving Coke and Doritos and I don't I don't drink Coke you know <laughs> and but. and I don't crave Doritos ever you know and I was like Coke I kept hearing Coke and Doritos and I went oh that was her. That was her thing. She loved Coke and Doritos. So I went and I bought Coke and Doritos and I put them on the altar. And then I shared. You know, I drank and gave it to the earth. And, you know, it was like, they are, they are there. We are connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We really are. That's really,
1: that's really incredible that you were tuned in to your feelings and your senses. The senses are really important when you're tuning into spirit helpers or ancestors um paying attention to what senses are are
0: calling you or coming up for you so are there places that like where you can buy different like trinkets and things like that to help you to help along the way or is this all stuff you make at home I and mean, i see some of this is very personalized but like the sugar skull is that something you go online and buy something like that or does that just you can
3: but for me i like to make everything because it's makes it more personal. Mm-hmm. And, for example, like this. If I if somebody else made it for me, I wouldn't feel can you know, connected So you like, to, yeah. you
0: like to do the arts and crafts and the, those parts yourself. You have to put those together yourself.
3: Yeah, well, you know, I'm sort of artsy. Well,
0: I guess if, <laughs> if there's no wrong way to do it and you can find right. the stuff online, then buy it online if you don't want to do the and arts this and is crafts, just... That's part of the process, I guess.
3: Two vases. I got a Goodwill. And I filled them with rocks. And, and then I got the you know, the branches and just kind of wrapped them and just stuck things in there. It's, you know, it doesn't take a lot of effort, but when you do it yourself, then you're going through the journey. I've done it for people where they didn't get anything out of it and then they did it and then they told me, wow, yes. Mm -hmm. So it's just something that you facilitate for them, which I like to do.
0: So if somebody wanted to, do you, do you actually do that for people? Do you facilitate those types of things? Like on the side, do you do something like that? I do. I do. You I do? Know. So uh-huh. how, to, how, does, how would somebody get a hold of you if they wanted to, uh, to have you help them with something like that?
3: Well, it's usually my friends, but I can definitely... We can put up your email or okay. yes. well, if whatever we contact getting... you yeah. on the page.
0: Yeah. yeah, we'll put up an email address for Esperanza if anybody's interested in getting a hold of her.
3: Because I do, you know, I, I hold the space for them. Yes. And, uh, it's and, and it's a very difficult thing to go through. Mm-hmm. Very personal so yeah it's a
1: healing art form for sure and one that i don't feel is seen enough in our society where you can have somebody to look to to maybe guide you through you know a vehicle a way to grieve or a way to process your emotions or a way to connect with your loved ones and i think more of that would be beautiful because we really do have a lot of issues in this society about dealing with death. I think we and don't talk about it. Yeah, a, lot of, and
2: a lot of times, you know, this kind of thing is like made for a ceremony when we, when we send them off as a memorial and then it's over, you know, and it's Good not point. like a recurring thing that people think of to do,
3: you know, that's a yeah. great point. And another thing <laughs> that I learned, you know, from Tucson, Arizona, because they don't, Follow the traditions either theirs is more like burning man meets day of the dead
1: mm-hmm.
3: and uh uh what people do there that i thought was really cool is they also if they're giving up a habit that's you know that has controlled your life you're saying goodbye to that and you can create an altar for that and say goodbye to it that's important yeah, yeah cord yes yeah. yeah i mean
2: i when i quit drinking i had serious grief and i cried like I had visions of like, of giving away, like having the death of a different part of me. And it was like a major grieving, you know? So I could definitely see that.
0: Grieving the part of you that gave up alcohol? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I
2: had like, um, like a vision between sleep and awake. And it was like the higher, my higher self and more evolved version of me was hugging the younger, like party girl version of me and telling her goodbye. And Um. I woke up just, Floodgate sobbing and I knew it was over. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So like I could see
0: that. Yeah. You know, we were talking, you guys started talking about the people being afraid of death and I thought it was really interesting. I've done DMT, um, a few times. I've never really broken through on DMT. Ayahuasca is where I've gotten a lot of my, a lot of my experience with, with psychedelics and mushrooms, but with DMT, even when I, I have a vape that I've used, and when, I, when I, you know, I don't break through, so I still go to this crazy like environment. Something, I'm somewhere else. Like, I'm totally disconnected from my body. I can't feel it at all. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely could move if I needed to. But like, as far as feeling yourself, it's like your awareness is just completely out of your body. And uh, they've been doing some studies. I think the studies were coming out of um, Minnesota. But they're, they're dosing people with DMT um, with an IV. So, you know, when you smoke DMT, it's like a 12-minute, like maybe 15 minutes at the very most. You come out of it, it's like it's like coming out of a dream state. You're kind of hazy. You don't mm-hmm. really remember much. Um, but they're having researchers that are going in, and they're staying in for like an hour at a time. And they're reporting the same interactions with the same types of, you know, they're giving the same descriptions of like mechanical elves and these different things that they work with and they talk with and get information from. And it's like huh. death, I don't like I, <laughs> death is such a fascinating subject because I don't, I don't think any of us are really that comfortable with it, unless you've like seen a psychedelic experience and you go, "Oh, there's like this is just like a cycle of something that's going mm-hmm. on. We're going yeah. through life, you know. It we're is... spiritual beings having a human experience, mm-hmm. and like this is really cool. But when we, I think when we leave here, it's like there's another another experience waiting. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. All, yeah. like we don't look back at this and go. Oh, I'm so sad to be gone. You're just like, oh, that was a fucking amazing experience. Like I, I think it's, you know, then you look back at Definitely. yourself and whether it's good or bad, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think the whole thing is just like you're like, mother, like if this is a simulation, yeah. you guys, if this is a simulation, when you wake up and you come out of this thing and you know, they're like you're only in here for 10 days, and <laughs> you're like, Jesus Christ, that felt like it was so real. <laughs> I was in there for for 86 years. You know what I mean? Wow. It was like yeah. oh. that was wild. Yeah, it yeah. is.
1: And it's a way to create that relationship mm-hmm. with that you know which we really you know in our base culture sort of lack mm-hmm. creating that intimate relationship with
0: you know when I do ayahuasca so I've done it 26 times and each time is different but each time comes with purges and the purges are always different but what I started noticing is I, I saw an, a consistent pattern where I balled up on my hands and my knees basically all my elbows and my knees and with my you know like turtled up and I would just sit in this position, and that was like the position where I was, I was trying to get my stomach to just relax and be comfortable. And I couldn't, like, you could, it's so hard sometimes when you're working through the purge process, and I, I started to realize, like, the purge, I, I got myself in the fetal position, and I was like, as I would finally get myself to purge, I was coming out of this fetal position, and as soon as the purge would happen, whether, whatever it was, if it was, you know, back end, if you throw it up, whatever it was, when it was done, all this, you feel better, like, instantly, so fast you feel better. And I, I started viewing the purge, as basically death like you're that's if you if you hold on for dear life if you have a really hard time purging because you're not surrendering to the experience that's how you would be if you were going to die if you were like in a car accident or if you were like had cancer or whatever and you were Resisting. actually dying you were going to resist that process because you're so attached to this and i realized different times and some purges are still hard it doesn't matter how many times you've done it some are just hard to get out right. but as you surrender to what's happening mm-hmm. the purges come out so much easier And it's like it's it's the death process in a weird way mm-hmm. i think like you're because ayahuasca is you know it's dmt it's that it's you're going into some other some other realm mm-hmm. and it's like i think that might be what it is like you're maybe just like right on death's doorstep and you get to take a look around and see how beautiful mm-hmm. it is and all these things are here to help and give you information and, and
1: you can do it just by altering your consciousness mm-hmm. through drumming dancing all sorts of different ways. Well, yeah. Dana's yeah, Dana yeah. does shamanic mm-hmm.
0: journey, and she's, mm-hmm. like, she's quite a way into getting herself certified, I believe. And yeah, like there's a lot to shamanic journey. It doesn't just have to be through DMT. Its mm-hmm. breath work is there. DMT is produced endogenously in our in our liver, our lungs, our pineal glands. Good like point. You can charge good your good you good can point. through breathing techniques. You can charge the the DMT into your into your brain mm-hmm. and force like a, a short session where you just kind of see some things and get an idea. But yeah.
1: I'm really feeling the energy of this altar today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Esperanza. I think a lot, and part of the reason we wanted to do this and share this today, your talent and your art, was to share this with our friends and our community and our family. Um, Talk more about this kind of way of having relations with even yourself, your own death. Mm -hmm. I feel like your own facing of your own death process Mm -hmm. And teaching our children how they can have a relationship with us mm-hmm. after we do mm-hmm. cross over, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. which is not, which is you don't. I haven't gotten that from any of my parents or my parents before. That it was lost along the way.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I wasn't taught this, and uh, when
0: mm-hmm.
3: when I just dived in, I used to. Uh, my name was Espy. Okay, I didn't mm-hmm. want to be Hispanic. Oh, and uh, people didn't know I was Hispanic unless I. T- them Mm -hmm. and so when I dove into this I'm like oh I'm Hispanic you know and I'm a Speranza wow so I took back my culture I took back my name Mm -hmm. and uh, how powerful yes Mm -hmm. that was that was big for me so through this practice it
1: became empowering for you your culture your ancestors the whole enchilada.
0: I had a really
1: interesting vision the other day, just to mention, um, on one of my shamanic journeys to the upper world, which I completely did not expect. And I was, it's so, it's really interesting that we're doing this on the show today because I was seeing myself as an old lady turning into that old lady and being on my deathbed and seeing my son having to say goodbye to me Mm -hmm. and I was like I didn't want to leave him because Mm -hmm. I didn't want him to be alone but then I saw his family walk in that he had created for himself his Mm -hmm. wife and his and I was like and I I didn't expect to like you don't know you know you don't really go in expecting anything maybe Mm -hmm. you set an intention sometimes on the journey I did I hadn't really set a specific intention for this particular journey. I just let go and, and went with it because I didn't really expect to be taking the journey this evening. It's just the time opened up for me too. So I jumped into it and wow. And it threw me off for a minute. I was like, why am I seeing this? And what is, what is the purpose of me seeing this? And I didn't expect to see this. And the whole, what are we seeing? I was seeing myself as a as an old lady and getting ready to cross Mm -hmm. over and pass away and and leave my son and there was a fear there and i think in some way it helped me to face it and Mm relieve the fear so i feel like also creating an altar like this even for myself Mm -hmm. my future self Mm -hmm. and showing my son how to do this there you go and and starting to talk about those things Mm -hmm. now because also you never know like Mm -hmm. i'll be lucky to make it to an old, an old lady like of a hundred and, and maybe crossing over peacefully, but you just never know.
0: Well, it's like, I don't know. I believe in reincarnation, so I think that we, we cycle a lot of times and do this yeah. lots of times. And, and I don't, uh, I think that like the idea of leaving everybody, like I'd miss you guys like crazy, I think. Right. But I, it's like at the same time, but would we? are you still? <laughs> I said I'd miss you guys, I think. But are like, are these emotions, like these emotions that we feel here? I don't think, I don't think they, I think they strip away and it's like that feeling of missing. It's just all, it's, it's love and light and it's just, you know, it's that like that, whatever that journey is. But yeah, it's like the, I, I've had an interesting, because I lost my dad when I was eight years old and I had like, I developed some kind of abandonment issue that came out of that not understanding and I never had a place to process it. So I never really right. understood it. And it's like having a ba- like a base belief in reincarnation. It's like, I didn't really get to know him that well in this life. I got, you know, I was eight years old He's like one of my favorite people ever the way that I remembered it. But it's like, yeah, I was, he wasn't there that much. And then, you know, now I'm 47. So it's like, it's been so long ago for me. It's like, Mm -hmm. I still have a few memories that linger there. But it's like, I'm going to connect with him somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Some other way. Some, Mm -hmm. some, I mean, who knows. But this gives you
1: an anchor to connect now, if you want, it Mm -hmm. seems like.
3: You know, to connect whenever you feel like you need to make that connection. And you know what? You have to want to do it. Because I have, like, pushed it on people. And when, you know, oh, you know, this, a friend of mine, her, boyfriend was in a tragic accident um, mm-hmm. and I took her to the Oslo's procession and she was just very despondent and so I was doing everything for her and then we went and she didn't really get anything out of it people have to do it but for themselves. Yeah. the following she contacted me a couple years later and said you know I'm ready to do this uh. and then when she did it, and she did all the stuff herself, then she then she told me, actually, what she said was people think you're so weird. But now I get to, you. you know, I, now I get it. Now I understand, you know, and, and I'm good, you know.
0: Well, we, just, we, we all need a way to process grief, whatever that is, and however it helps us, if it's cord cutting, whatever, you're getting rid of a, an addiction or you're, somebody else's past, whatever it is. I mean, this is just another tool to help mm-hmm. to help with the facilitation of grieving and getting the, the, pro- the most important thing is you get it out, right? Oh. That was the thing that I didn't do when I was a child is I didn't know to get it out, I didn't know to cry. It's like when I started doing psychedelics and I started realizing all this stuff, I spent lots of time just crying and crying, getting all this, this leftover energy that's stuck inside of me mm-hmm. that I didn't understand. It was just these releases. Mm-hmm. Because it's like the, you, kind of, you kind of recognize as you go along, but your body, the energy that's inside of it, your body just holds on to that stuff until you, until you let it out. Mm, it's, yeah. So that was, that's the whole process. And this helps avoid those energies getting stuck inside of there because it's a way for you to express the grief and get it work and through it.
1: not only that, it does provide that connection with whoever you're wanting to connect with. As she's saying, sh- she wants Doritos and Coke. That's not her. Yeah. That's not me. So it also does create a connection. Mm-hmm. Very real to that beloved. Yeah. Well, that energy is real energy. Exactly.
0: Energy works between. I think. I and your think intention. Energy
3: right.
0: mm-hmm. uh, energy's not it doesn't live or doesn't die. You know, it's it it is, and it doesn't it never goes anywhere. So it's like the energy. You know, and, we, and we can communicate through whatever these veils are, through whatever these dimensions are, through energy. Like there's that's languages in there. There's emotion and energy. Like you, can, they, everything can be transmitted and translated. You know, Transmuted. You know,
2: Trent, yeah, translated. <laughs> translated. yeah,
0: it can be it all, it all just comes it comes down to energy like we're working with energy like the energy is what you what was used to plant that idea in your head like hey judo's and judo's and coke it's like yeah that's that's right? your sister communicating mm-hmm. with you i believe the portals you know it's wide open whether you use something like this or you just connect you know mm-hmm. for
1: your own self. and it was so healing for her to connect with her sister like yeah. that yes yeah. because
3: because we did you know yeah. she was very i felt the loving energy from her yeah and, you know then then we were both okay which
2: yeah. is more connection on a soul level mm. than your human relationship you know you're oh, able to connect yeah.
3: the real way yeah
1: I
2: like. and that another thing
3: you. is because i've had a lot of death in my life mm-hmm. um when i'd go back to work people would just like were very awkward they didn't know what to say they would totally like say the wrong stuff mm-hmm. and what I re- And then I treated it as, as an experiment because I was like, this is too weird. And <laughs> so what I realized is that people do say the wrong thing. And it, it's because they care. They don't know what to say. But a message to the people that are afraid to say the wrong thing, all you have to do is listen. Mm. You don't have to say anything. You just have to be there for the person and listen.
1: Thank oh. you for
0: sharing that.
3: Yeah. That's yeah. profound. Yeah.
0: So uh, well thanks a, huge thanks a ton for sharing this. This is this has been amazing and I've learned a ton from it and uh, I understand a lot more about what this what this represents now and seeing people that are that are participating in Day of the Dead it makes it makes so much more sense now. So I appreciate all that. Um, we like to close out things. We we do rabbit holes and uh, I've got some crazy ones, so I don't know if I don't know if I should go today or <laughs> not. Well, I went down I, I went, down a, deep, I went down a deeper today um so esperanza what, what do you, you want to you have any <laughs> rabbit holes something you, you're going down it doesn't have to be related to this or spiritual. give me anything whatever what's what's really interesting that's just kind of off the cuff rabbit hole you've gone <clears> down, <throat> down that's fun
1: you want time to think about
3: it <laughs> oh i'll, oh, I'll, I'll just, go first i was here. just explain I, the rabbit hole i've gone through is my favorite singer Layla downs uh-huh. oh <laughs> and uh, i
1: love her you love her yeah you know she's her? A, isn't she a latina artist? yes
3: yeah i've, heard and of I, her. I, yeah. I've just so like totally like I'm in there and so my house, trigger. everything is like playing in my house. Oh, Would beautiful. that be considered a rabbit hole? Yes. Sure. yes. Okay. What, um, what's,
2: what's, what's the, the music like?
3: Oh, she is, um, very soulful, very, um, it's day of the dead music. Okay. Um, I discovered oh. her when I watched the movie Frida mm-hmm. and the movie Frida was yeah. very like, was very meaningful for mm-hmm. me because my call, sister was into Frida. Hello to Frida. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about Frida Chef. when I finally watched the movie, then I understood my sister.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, I
3: recommend people watch the movie, Frida. Yeah,
1: it's a great I one. got
3: chills now. Yeah. I,
1: I Thank you, Frida. Mm-hmm. We honor, we love you. Frida.
0: <laughs> Frida. Lethia, what, what rabbit holes you got for us?
1: Woo! <laughs> Pick out of the million. <laughs> oh man, maybe running around that Aquarius. Ooh, there's so
2: many. I don't know. I've been on a. I guess a lot of um, just death and rebirth, which is mm. good. You know, with this, it just it's just life being a constant death and rebirth and yeah. shedding and renewal and it's yeah. tower moment, tower moment, tower it's wild, moment. it's wild, <laughs>
1: it's a wild
0: ride. My, uh, I'm going to be There's never
2: a. There's never um, there's always a chance to renew yourself and be something better and I a better that. version of yourself. So that's on taking.
0: If you, want, right. to, whatever if you, you want, want to. If you want to if you want to. Or
1: not? So you're saying there's a chance. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go off the deep end with my rabbit hole today.
3: Confirmation. <laughs> yeah um, confirmation. <laughs>
0: So I've been stuck on the simulation. Like I'm, I'm kind of convinced we're in a simulation just based on like the double slit experiment. Like this makes more sense that it's like some that it's computerized. Like we know our DNA, right? Mm-hmm. We know the four strands that make up our DNA. So the the computer components that we can literally, on micro microscopic three D printers, we can print DNA strands. Like we can print our we can print u- usable parts for our bodies and shit. So. If we know how to make our freaking body parts, like this is, and they break us down, our brains, computer recognition systems, like we are basically we're computers. These are avatars that are like, they're unwired. They don't like we require sleep and we require like, food and water. That's all we really have to have, and we can continue to thrive. We can live we're off the grid, on the grid, whatever. It doesn't matter where we're at. Like housing, amazing. But it's like if we're in fucking simulation. That means all kinds of shit's hackable, right? We've got, like, we know how to, like, if we use breathing, we can hack our own, our own systems, mm-hmm. we can get, that's how DMT can be released endogenously, mm-hmm. through through breathing techniques. And I was just listening to this guy named Eric Heckler, who's like this NSA or CIA, like, he, he was, used to work for Raytheon, and he's, a, he's like a whistleblower. Mm-hmm. This dude work, worked in the South Pole, on this thing called the ice cube neutrino and it was actually wasn't that wasn't the only thing he was working on he was just he was in the south pole he stationed there as like a firefighter and and he had some other skill set so as a result of this the guy's got keys to everything and he starts talking about what this thing is like a telescope but he goes it's also transmits information it can also transmit so not only does it does it take information in it also transmits Hmm. and there that's like all this all this crazy talk about like Microwave technology being able to like start fires and shit like in Lahaina and stuff like that mm-hmm. Like that he's saying that, that technology is absolutely alive and real and it's has it's for real And he goes in not only does it do shit like that like they can put ideas Like how you know when you're you have that internal dialogue that goes on They can use this this piece of equipment To put ideas that sound like your internal dialogue in your own head But it's somebody else on a microphone controlling that shit. That's what he's saying This stuff is all, so it's like, okay, so if we're in a simulation, it sounds, it sounds to me, like, it sounds to me like people have, like, the computer system, like, the computer, the computers inside of the simulation, inside of the computer program, are starting to hack the program. It's like, dude, we're figuring out shit that, like, before they had, like, you know, um, uh, quantum physics they didn't know like when they're they're talking about entangling atoms and taking those atoms apart and when you do any no matter how far apart you know quantum entangled atoms no matter how far apart you put them if you do one thing to the other instantaneously the other one does something you know mm-hmm. it'll move you know if someone's spinning this way the other one's spinning that way you ch- you switch the rotation that one's changes with mm-hmm. it instantaneously no matter how far apart it is that there's some like they, they used to think it was like some kind of uh, communication that was happening that was that was like, una- they couldn't like dark matter or something like that, mm-hmm. they called it, but they, they couldn't explain the phenomenon of how one would do, no matter how far apart they were. Now, through this equipment, they cannot, he's saying it's a communication too, so it's like a direct laser communication that happens instantaneously no matter how far apart you are. Imagine mm-hmm. like, I mean, if it's a simulation, maybe, I don't know how big it is, maybe space is just like a big hard drive, mm-hmm. right? That's like in the hard drive of the computer space, mm-hmm. just it, it's continually expanding because it's made to fucking support itself. Mm-hmm. Like look at us, like we did, we can totally like take care of ourselves mm-hmm. independently of the system, yeah. I don't know, so my rabbit hole is like Jesus it's interesting, Christ. interesting
1: and we definitely need to talk more about that. Cause I've heard a lot of other people talking about that.
0: Well, it's just like, so, that's the tip of the iceberg. That's yeah. just a couple of the things this, this like thing can do. And it's like, and then, then it's he, the guy that like knows about it says, I don't want to limit what I can, what I think it can do by my, by what, like what I think. He goes, mm-hmm. my, like. It's, he goes. It's unimaginable what this thing might be able to do. Because mm-hmm. I have no idea what the limitations are. Good this to is what it can of. do. So,
1: so let's yeah. make ourselves unhappy. <laughs> <So laughs> with our breath and our life. So
0: this was. The, so this is the interesting part. The, uh, Sean, this is on Sean Ryan's podcast. If you guys, if anybody cares. Um, he so Sean Ryan asked him at the end. He says, "So what? Do, how do? We, how, do we, how do we protect ourselves?" And the answer was, "Know yourself. Exactly. Know your internal dialogue. Pay attention to the internal exactly. dialogue that you have. So and know it's
1: know. not you." Exactly.
2: Know
0: when you're not like, this doesn't sound like something I'd say. And don't attach to
1: it, any of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, That's that's my rabbit hole. Yeah. As
1: Godfrey was here last week, he just kept reminding me, you know, with each exhale, with each sigh out and the process of that, I'm filling up each and every cell with, with light, maybe Mm -hmm. from the sun or just with my own love, with my own loving awareness. So in that, all I am is that pure light of consciousness. And that's it. So all the other stuff is our creation. How do you want to create it? Do you want to create lasers and and trying to, you know, subliminally hack everybody's brains, which that's been going on forever anyway in various forms. But, you know, just constantly coming back to when I want to start like fighting in traffic, i've just really been watching myself in that way because moment
2: by
1: moment yeah and i just said that the other day i said i'm just literally taking it moment Mm -hmm. by moment at this point Mm -hmm. because also everything is constantly shifting and Mm -hmm. changing around me like more than ever Mm -hmm. so that's exactly right Just breath in the moment, breath Mm. in the moment. How can I choose peace in this moment? How can I choose the highest good for myself Mm. and all in this moment? And it's definitely not easy, you know, because I see how my lower brain gets triggered and I want to react to like, you know, certain things. And I have to come back to that for myself. And I Mm. find more and more, I'm just not reacting Mm. to it, but just allowing it, Mm -hmm. just allowing it
0: to be whatever it is. Well, everything that happens is safely and peacefully. Yeah, everything that, is, that happens, it just happens, you apply good or bad. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's yeah. just It just happened, it just is, until mm-hmm. you decide right. if it's good or it's bad, so it can just be. So uh, yeah. Letting I think it be. I like it, I like it. So yeah. Esperanza, why don't you close this thing out, ring the bell, and let's wrap this thing <gasps> up, and thank you guys so much. Observing uh, Consciousness, mistake.
1: We are Observing Consciousness, thank you for tuning in. Alethea, DJ, Dana, and Esperanza is our special guest we'll put on the web pages observingconsciousness.com and our facebook page of observing consciousness how to get in contact with esperanza and also how to get in contact with all of us if you ever want a special reading channeled message um, some spiritual coaching from dj he is available he is incredible this is the main reason why we're all here and doing this I do incredible energy, body work, all sorts of stuff. Alethea does incredible energetic body work as well, amongst other things. So come and find us, check us out. Come down our rabbit holes. We love you. <sighs> awesome.